this is Bernard. And this is Samir. And welcome to another episode of the Angry Blurds podcast. Where the nerds are black and the nerds are angry. All right, we just going to get right into it. So, first things first, a little bit of small news. Tom Holland, I almost said it's Blade because I saw some uh, Blade news. They're looking for writers. But Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, what are your thoughts on the look? Um, he is white, young, and fits the part. Good actor. I have no complaints so far. Um, and not a part of that camp that thinks Nathan Fillion should have played it. I mean, he should have played it maybe 25 years ago. Nathan Fillion? Nathan Fillion, yeah. Yes, I agree with you on that one. I still think he can do it. I mean, like I said, he is still somewhat in shape because he is on the rookie. I think we talked about this when um, when they first started filming, like uh, probably like two two and a half months ago. Yep. But um, let's see. But, but yo, what you call is on the set? Um, Nolan North. Oh, really? Yeah, he's visiting the set, so that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. But I got no issues with with it. He looks straight out of the out of the game. I just he wish... looks like the beginning of of, of uh, Uncharted uh, three. Does he? Drake? Yeah, young Drake. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you were talking about older Drake. But yeah, I just wish he would. He would. Yeah, it's the hair. Like if he would have, you know, gotten that traditional. I don't even know what type of hairstyle it is. The traditional Nathan Drake hairstyle. Then I would say he would pretty much be spot on. But the hair does make him look like you know young teenage Nathan Drake. Yeah, I still can't wait for that movie to come out. But you know, it will. Be out when it be out. This takes a while. Yeah. All right. So what do you got, good man? All right. So all right, well, the audience of uh I'm gonna address the audience of uh the Angry Birds podcast. And uh I'm upset people. All right. What are you upset about? Nostalgia. Oh god. Now listen, all right, I like old things as much as the next guy. Do but... you? Because you on this same podcast, I believe the episode with the Three Shades guy said you hate nostalgia. Yes, I don't care for it, but here, here's, here's where I'm coming from this time. So, apparently, uh, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum are on the set of uh, Jurassic Park Dominion. And I'm like, oh, yes. it's great that they're still together and they, and they bought them back and whatnot. But I'm like, do we really need to give them screen time? They had their um, three movies. No, uh, no. No, they had one movie together. Laura Dern got faded away into the background. It was she all did. about Jeff Goldblum and uh, The Lost World and Sam Neill and Jurassic Park 3. Yes, it was. And um, I, okay, so I'm going to sidebar this a little bit. I actually, I'm going to confess something. I like The Lost World. I know everyone hates the second movie, but I like it. I like what Jeff Goldblum did in the movie. I like Julianne Moore's character. I liked everything about it. All right. Well, the funny thing is, I never finished Jurassic Park three. It's not worth finishing. That movie is <laughs> it's terrible. Like I always get to like when they plane when the, when the plane crashes and that's it. Yeah, it's terrible. Don't don't even just know. It's so bad. Anyways, I digress. Um, the so I don't know. It's okay. Do you remember when people heard that we were getting a new Ghostbusters and they wanted the original cast in? I'm like. Why would we want a bunch of 75 plus year old dudes running around this film? I don't got a problem with old people, but 
I don't want to see a movie with the, with the main cast is predominantly old. What can they do? You know, I mean, they, they can't move very well at that <laughs> age. Good grief, Samir. Now you're being ageist. I'm not being ageist. It's legitimate. You can't move all that well. Okay. I don't know. Some old people are still in shape. Listen, listen. All right. I, I watched Taken Three, and I'm sorry. I like me Liam Neeson. He will always be one of my I, favorites. I don't think you can rock with Liam Neeson anymore after that. You know, wanting to be uh, a random black person because his finger. No, I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my two cents on that too. I don't like jumping on social commentary on this podcast, but I'm gonna do it in a second. Listen, I like Liam Neeson. All right, I, I, I like what he does as actor, but he's old. All right, and. And I'm sorry, he started to look his age in Taken 3, okay? They needed so many cuts to get him to do things in this movie. Like, it was like, yo, just get him over the fence. All right, good. How many cuts do we need to take it? Four cuts. I mean, they had to stop. Do you know if it was actually four cuts or are you just assuming? Nah, bro, it was a lot of cuts. It, it, it took a lot of cuts to get him over this um, wall. It wasn't just like him running down a, a strip and then flipping over the thing and then and keep running like one shot. No, it was cut one, cut two. Like they, they switched the scene that many times. It was like three cuts, man, to get him over this fence because he's old, all right? I guess. I mean, like, dude, he's 68. All right, I'm just saying that. He might be older than that. No, nah, he's 68. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay. I was about to say. Yeah. No, nah, I'm, I'm I'm sure he's in great shape, and, he, and he, I'm sure he's a healthy dude. But, yo, there's only so much, I mean, there's only so much you can do with that age. And 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 Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and um and, and Ernie um Hudson, they old, all right? And the other guy, uh, make you rest in peace, passed away. So, his I'm name saying, is Harold Ramis. Put some respect on it. Yes, Harold Ramis passed away. So this is how old they are, all right? They're at the age where you the, you know more people dead than alive, all right? It's kind of morbid to say it that way, but yes, you really know more people dead than alive. So I'm like, yo, why do we want them in the movie other than a, a quick cameo? Well, okay. that's why people, yeah, they just wanted a cameo. They didn't want them, you know, running nah, around. Nah, they want, they want, they want, oh, let's bring it back after, after the other Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Oh, wait, well, no. One of the things that they wanted was they wanted them to be, like, more, like, mentors. So, like, training the next generation. So, like, basically the new Ghostbusters, how Egon was around. Yeah, I don't think they needed to do that. I, I liked I liked the direction they were going with that 2017 film, but I they obviously fumbled the, fumbled the villain and some other uh, third act. Big time. Like I got the yeah. movie for free when I got when I uh made a movies anywhere account. I can honestly say I probably only watched that movie once. Yeah, about the same. Now Ghostbusters Afterlife is looking pretty cool. Yeah, it's a whole new flavor than the other two movies. Uh other four the previous. One, two, three, three movies. All right. They, they Hold have- on, what's wrong with the first two Ghostbusters? Nothing. I mean, there's one one Ghostbusters, and you know they they. I'm just saying they all they all were had this comedic uh, air to them. You know, this one I think was leaning in a totally different direction. I think it's going to have some comedic air to it. You got Finn Wolfhard and Paul Rudd in a movie for goodness sake. Paul Rudd can be serious when he wants. When have you ever seen Paul Rudd serious? Um, let me get back to you on that. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Now, um, that's that's my two cents on um, on old actors in in current movies. All right, well, 
You know. All right. Also, though, on the on the note of of Lee Neeson saying that he said that back in the nineties. All right. He came out and said no. it like a couple years ago. Yeah, he, he said, said that on while promoting a movie, which yes, caused. Yes, he said. I'm saying he he did that back in the nineties. I know he, he did, did it back in the nineties. Um, and and he, he said, said, he said yeah, it back in the 90s. he said, and he was he was commenting on hate and how it twists your head. All right, he was not giving it a positive light. He was saying, yo, this is how I thought it was stupid. I effed up, and people threw him under the bus. Like, yo. And when someone comes out and be reals with it, and it's like, yo, this is how I used to think, and like, I'm sorry you think that way. I'm not better, okay? Don't throw them on, don't don't get your pitchforks and your torches. No, let the, I'm not saying give the guy a medal. I'm just saying be understanding, all right? Just because you you, you yourself don't know what you knew yesterday, all right? I think that was, well, who said that, Michael Max? I think so. Yeah, all right, so all I'm saying is, get all the and back, all right? He said it, he said he was sorry, let the man chill, all right? I mean, damn, I wish more people was like Neil Neeson, all right? Came out and said, yeah, I used to think this way, and, and now I don't. Okay? Well, well, well no, he, he basically said that after the interview and he got all the backlash on the internet. Well, yeah. I'm sure I'm, the studio I, I, was like, yo, it, you it need to, you to rectify this. It goes by saying that he doesn't think like that now. It was just that he thought about it back then. Anyway, I don't want to waste airtime on, on social commentary. You know that's not what this podcast is about. I know. Your story. All right. Well, speaking of nostalgia, it was the 35th anniversary of when Marty went to the future That's a right. couple of days ago. So I just want to talk a little bit about Back to the Future and how, you know, it it might have been like, you know, the first pop culture movie that I've seen. I saw as a child because I think I saw that before Star Wars. Oh, uh, yeah. I and just too. like, you know, how, you know. Back to the Future was and still is one of my favorite trilogies of all time. I do plan on buying the 4K Blu-ray set very soon since the PS5 now supports 4K Blu-rays. And I just want to, throughout the whole trilogy, like what's one of your favorite moments? Uh, I mean, you're asking Kid Samir or Adult Samir? Either or, you know, go with both. All right, Kid Samir, hoverboard, hoverboard. Flying train, uh, the end of the end of the last movie when the DeLorean flew for the first time. You mean oh, the end of the first movie? Yeah. Okay. So that's up blue young Samir is my little boy who's who had a, a, a mind full of dreams and a and a heart of wonder. Yeah, that blew his mind. Um, now adult Samir, I really see you watch this movie, uh, specifically the first one, and. The look on Marty's face when his mom wants to bone him is priceless. It is hilarious. This girl is so thirsty, and he's trying to—he's—he's he's trying his hardest to keep his parents together. And you, know, uh, you know, college humor did a skit on that, right? Yeah, they did. It was hilarious, and it's like, yo, I'm like this cat, and then the the the, the plan he concocts. All right, spoiler alert. I'm going to spoil a 30-some-odd-year-old movie. I was going to say, right. really? You're going to spoil it? I'm All right, so basically, they have, to, they have to get his parents back together. You know the scene where he's like, okay, I want to be frisky with her and, you know, and, and try to um, force myself on her. And, like, and like you're supposed to come in to save her. That's the, the plan that he made with his father, yep. you know? So he has not, not mind you, I'm thinking, yo, he has to do this with his mom. He's going to have to scare his mother. And the thing is that she's about to get sexually assaulted. That's terrifying. And you want to do that to your mom? 
All right, and he, mind you, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and I forgot the scene where he's singing in the car with him. He's like, yeah, you know that one thing you have to do, but you don't want to do it. He really didn't want to do it. And honestly, I'm glad he didn't have to because that's traumatizing. It probably gave him PTSD, let alone her. You yeah. Know? And it's like, dude, there's so much cringe in that first movie. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It's like, yo, can you imagine your mom as a horny teenager? I don't, ugh. Why no one, exactly, no one wants head, to do that. Man. And he had to do it. It was amazing. That movie is great. Yeah. So for me, I would have to agree with you, uh, Kid Bernard, the hoverboard, and you know, the first time the DeLorean flew. Adult Bernard, it might be a little bit of the same, and just the simple fact that uh, the whole that scene in the car when George finally knocked Biff out and stood up for himself. Yeah. I, I still think that's like a good scene. It's just showing that, you know, the underdog can win. That yeah, Biff is a punk-ass bitch. I don't know. He did create an alternate timeline where he killed uh, George McFly. And don't forget that that version of Biff was inspired by Donald Trump. Was it? Yes. The writer, Bob Gale, actually confirmed it a couple years ago. Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis confirmed it. Yeah, but it. that movie came out when? Donald Trump has been around for a long time. Man. I know. He's 70-something years old, but... The it was Donald like 87. Trump, uh, right. The Donald Trump of the late 80s, early 90s, was he really, I mean, he was oh, kind of yeah, prominent. He, he, yeah, he, he was a pompous asshole who was balling, you know, out in the days and all that. On daddy's money. Yeah, don't forget, he had a cameo in Home Alone too. Yeah, that was the 90s, but still. But, but yeah, so uh, recently Bob Gale, who wrote the uh, Back to the Future trilogy, did a interview with Collider and they were asking about remakes. You know, the thing that we sometimes hate, but uh, sometimes love, but a lot of the time hate. RoboCop, Total Recall, et cetera, et cetera. Lion King. Mm-hmm. All right. So he uh, said, you don't want to see Back to the Future without Michael J. Fox. We like the originals just the way they are. As In this proud parents, we're not going to sell our kids into prostitution. So once again, he has confirmed as long as he is alive, him and Robert Zemeckis, and I don't know if Spielberg had anything to do with it besides producing, will never allow for a Back to the Future remake to happen. It, it doesn't really need to happen. Per it se. doesn't need to happen, but a lot of people do feel like it's dated. I mean, especially if you go and watch part two with the whole Jaws 3D projection. Hmm. I don't know. I would argue but, that. Otherwise. Like I said, to this day, I can still watch Back to the Future, and that nostalgia will hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, I do have four friggin' DeLoreans, for goodness sakes. I got uh, three 116 scales. One is, like, literally the replica from each movie. So the first one is just, you know, it comes with the rod where, um, you know, they got to power up the flux capacitor. Oh, yeah. Second one has got the uh, the Mr. Fusion and the hoverboard. Uh, I mean, the hover... Uh, the hover conversion stuff on it. And the third one is basically that one, but it's got the, the 1955 uh, tires. And I got the big one in uh, 32, just traditional DeLorean from the first movie. Okay. But yeah, back to the future. Always got a special place in my heart. All right, what do you got? Tim Burton, everyone's favorite weird guy yeah. in class. Yeah. Uh-huh. What about him? Yeah, he is. He wants to make a uh, a live action um Adam Family Adam Family remake. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm down for it. 
Here's the I thing. would rather have them do a reboot because pretty much most of the cast is alive with the exception of Raul Julia. Uh, yeah, but they're all old. So? Also, have it, have also it, have the kid, it be more around... The, kids the, that play, the kid that played Pugsley, he's in jail or something like that. Like, say what now? Yeah, the kid that... The, the, the dude that grew... That used to be the kid that played Pugsley, the son. Yeah. He's in like jail or something. He, that guy is not good. Oh, ew. Like, okay, so actually... He, it's actually a pretty funny, not funny, interesting uh, situation. So he has a little sister, and she is an actress too. I think she's on Disney Channel, and she she grew on to to do actually kind of big, better than her brother. And I think she had that mask yeah, so, from her brother and her mom. It, uh, it's Ariel Winter from Nor uh, Modern Family. Yeah, one of those girls. Yeah, the girls, the girls from Modern Family, and um, and uh. He has an older sister named Chanel Workman who was on One Life to Live. So, yeah. Yeah, there was some legal issues or something like that. Yeah, legal issues. Yeah, that's what it was. And, dude, yeah, he Eric is not in jail. Last... He's in jail now? No, I said he is not in jail. Oh, okay, but you yeah, said he is in jail. But I, I think he has some legal issues. But, yeah, he, uh, he yeah, that guy, I think he's kind of grimy. Yeah, uh, it was a, it was a lot of uh, guardianship issues over Area Winter. Yeah, because they wanted her money and they wanted to control her career, yeah. and she wasn't having that. And she clearly can't stand her mom and her brother. So you know, um, yeah. So I'm glad she's doing better. Yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, point is. I don't, he, he has bad press on him. He ain't gonna be, if they do that, he ain't gonna be in it. Well, I mean, that dude, he blackballed himself. People bounce back from other things. Shoot, OJ joined Twitter and got like a million followers in like five hours. Cause they wanna see how crazy he gonna be. Well, the juice is loose. <laughs> well, only thing he does is he posts videos from like the last time I saw what it, was which was like a year ago. You talking to me? Yeah, well, what'd you say? I said the last thing I've saw OJ do on Twitter because like I I didn't follow him but I would always view his page. He doesn't he didn't tweet. He would always just like post many videos because I guess wow. he don't know how Twitter work. But yeah, juice is loose. So I mean, we definitely would. Okay, well, fine. We can get a remake of the Adams Family or a reboot. Just relaunch a relaunch basically. Because that, that freaking crap that DreamWorks did, everybody oddly disproportionate and Wednesday's head looking like an upside-down peanut, hmm. I'm good. I mean, okay, art direction aside, I did not care for, I don't know, I didn't care for that that movie all that much. I don't think anyone did, really. My godson loves it, but then again, he's eight, so there's that. But he likes the original as well, but still. Right. Anyways, I'm looking forward to see where that project goes, if it goes anywhere at all. Yeah, they got a schedule, uh, they scheduled a sequel that's supposed to come out October 8th of next year. Yeah, so. But yeah, so there's that. All right, so a bit of news that, you know, is something that we really don't touch on for a comic book podcast. It's comic book news. I mean, it's not, it's nerd podcast. It's not really a comic book I mean, podcast. Well, yeah, you're right, so. All right, so I'm just going to throw out like uh, two and a half small stories. 
So we got a reveal for the second Miles Morales costume. Did you see it? I did. What were your thoughts on it? Because I don't like it. I like it a lot. I don't like it. It 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 kind of looks like a bootleg last stand to me. But yeah, I, I don't like it. Um, and they also kind of hinted that Prowler might be in the game because did you watch the little video that uh Insomniac posted with Peter? I mean with Miles texting Peter for advice. Uh no, I did not watch that one. Well, yeah, so like they show it in his phone that like, uh his uncle Aaron is one of his contacts. So it's like I kind of feel I kind of felt like that was possibly going to be a setup for that. And one of the other things with this is they announced, well, Marvel announced that since the game is coming out next month, they revealed four covers for all Miles Morales variants. And those are going to be for the Amazing Spider-Man 53.LR, Amazing Spider-Man 53, uh, Miles Morales uh, issue 21, Amazing Spider-Man 54. And all of these covers are all done by... Um, uh, people who work for Insomniac, so like the game, uh, the game's art director, uh, the Marvel Marvel Games creative director, Insomniac Games script senior concept artist, and and also another Insomniac Games art director. But yeah, so they're gonna announce one more cover, but I'm gonna possibly get these. I mean, it's kind of been a minute since I've actually been into the comic book store and bought a comic because I'm more into the trades now because. Comics take up too much space as single issues, man. Sounds like a problem for the week. You don't buy comics, okay? I have a wall of comics. There's just not... You buy manga. Same difference. No. That's basically a trade. I am talking single... Yes, exactly. I'm talking single issues. $3.99, $4.99, sometimes $5.99 a month. But yeah. And the other bit of news I wanted to bring up is John Ridley, the man who wrote 12 Years a Slave and so on and so forth. He's got a comic coming out called The Other History of the um, of the DC Universe. So basically, it's, it's kind of a retelling from the perspective of most Black characters. So like, so the first one is going to be about the perspective from a young just, uh, Jefferson Pierce. Yo, they should bring back Bloodwind. Who? All right, Bloodwind is his character. You see him? In, I, I haven't seen any comic. I think he's like a a, a a third string Justice League character. But all right, so the only time I ever really oh, seen oh the this guy, guy looked like a bootleg Falcon. Yeah, but, he's in the background of Death of Superman, right? And yeah. it's like, dude, what about the, the Death of Superman from the perspective of this black guy in the background? Like, yo, like, what is it? What the crazy thoughts is he, is he having? You know, like, oh boy, this is going down. Let me get the hell out of here. Yo, he, he watched Boost of Gold and, uh, and, and Blue Beetle jump on Doozy's back. Well, he said, yo, these crackers are crazy. Stuff like that. I don't know. That'd be really funny. Wait, the Death of Superman, the, the most recent one? No, the uh, the comic for the 90s. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the, the movie. No, no, they didn't. No, they wouldn't have took, took time to, 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 to draw in a deep cut character like that. No, that character is so retro and so like deep cut is ridiculous but yeah so i don't know his powers honestly I he's, 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 like. he, um he actually has i'm looking at his fictional character biography right now but dude he is the descendant of a group of african-american slaves owned by a brutal sadistic planner named jacob whitley what <laughs> yeah so, so okay slaves. so oh, let me that's crazy 
These slaves perform an ancient ritual to create a mystical blood gem with which they killed Whitney. The blood gem was passed down among slaves' descendants. The gem bestowed great physical powers on its wearer. Unbeknownst to them, it also contained a microscopic world where Jacob Whitley's, uh, Whitney's spirit became incarnate as the demon Rot. Over the years, Rot grew stronger as the gem absorbed the dark side of each wearer's soul. So, yeah. That actually is actually, it, it kind of ties into the whole other history of DC. That he actually would be a cool character to, um, to, to that, showcase. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Shout hilarious. out to Dan Jurgens for creating Bloodwind. Oh, what else did Dan um, Jurgens create? Uh, Booster Gold. Whoa. Okay. Doomsday. Hank Henshaw. He pretty really? much wrote the death of Superman. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's why he was in the background so much. I mean, Dan Jurgens is is one of my favorite artists, just because I'm like a big fan of Booster Gold, especially after his New Fifty Two reprint. Yeah, never heard of. But all right, man, what do you got? All right, so Justice League reshoots. In addition, oh yes. All right, so yo, all right, so here's here's my two cents on the Joker. Fiasco before I move on to the other thing they're adding in. Why? Why are they adding? Okay, so yes. Why are they adding more uh, Jared Little Joker? Now, hang on a second. I'm going to give them a little bit of credit. Maybe they can fix this character. Now, we've seen David Ayer's um, uh, Joker, right? Where they're directing him that way. What if Zack Snyder's had a different way to direct him? I mean, his character wasn't maybe a little toned down. Well, they maybe. said it's still damaged Joker, so. I mean, yeah, the tattoos are probably still there, but if they can fix him, because I never had a, that much of an issue with his design, all right? I've liked it far better than him, Heath Ledger, and um, and and, uh, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, to be honest. I hated uh, Leto's Joker. Phoenixes didn't have an issue with. I just wish they would have went with a different color suit because that orange was horrible. Ledger's Joker didn't need the scars. No, and I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm going to have to put this out again. You, you know where I'm going with this, but I'm tired of guys painting their faces. Is it really the Joker if he has to put on makeup? Yeah, I mean, no. But yeah, I, I do agree with you on that point because we don't know any backstory on, Led, on Ledger's Joker, although we can just go with the assumption that his face was painted because of the whole bank scene, but then again, also his his paint is chipping the entire movie. Oh, I didn't pay attention to that. Like no, I said, his, his makeup's running the entire movie. Oh. It, it lends to the to the character and how Nolan did it, but he he clearly is the guy that puts makeup on. Yeah, and but like I said before, Heath Ledger's Joker is overrated. Everyone just loves it because he died. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, okay, in in the space of Christopher Nolan's movie. Yes, he did an amazing job, and the Joker was good. And the in the property of in the property of um of DC as a whole, I think is a shit Joker. And yeah, because he was basically anarchy. Like I said yes. before, you could have just turned that character into literal, literally anarchy. And if you don't know who anarchy is, people just literally Google anarchy DC comics, and you will be like, oh shit, Daniel Burge guys yeah. were right. He's that got a is great anarchy. Point. Yes. And he, and 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 Joaquin Phoenix the Joker, I can write an entire term paper on what I don't like about him in terms of how I compare him to his actual character. If you want to talk about a character that gives us an insight to mental illness and and uh, and and government corruption and and capitalism, then yes, 
this movie is amazing. It's a masterpiece. If you're trying to pass it off as a superhero movie, I don't care how upset this makes people. I think it's a shitty horror, a superhero movie. Okay. And I agree with you. That's why. All I right. Watch you it. take this character who has, in numerous occasions, concocted death traps for the Justice League, tricked Superman into killing someone in a couple instances, and see injustice for that. Yes, and go toe to toe with Batman throughout the ages. No, this guy can't plan his way out of red paper bag. He was just lashing out of society because of what society did to him. And that might sound cool, but he had no plan whatsoever. He nope. was just angry and sad. Because he couldn't get none. And he, yeah, essentially. It's like, all right. Anyways, I digress. Jared Leto's The Adams Family to- thing is a series. It's not a it's not a film. That's pretty cool. All right. Anyways, the uh, Jared Leto Joker, at the very least, he planned. He 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 broke into our. He actually hold on. I'm gonna give him more credit. No, that plan was thought out, and it was diabolical. Yeah, they 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 bribed, they uh they they tortured, they intimidated, they got her out of um they they got the bomb um uh deactivated her neck. That was a plan. That is what a criminal mastermind does. Okay. Thank now you. now the whole. I mean, yeah, it had problems. I, 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 too many to count. But if if Zack Snyder can rein those in and give us actual criminal mastermind Joker, then I'm gonna be okay with the the damaged tattoo and the and the the the, the hip hop swag that he's trying way too hard to accomplish. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes fun. <laughs> my man, Bo. My... <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, my man, they had Rick Ross do a song called Purple Lamborghini for the soundtrack. I mean, you know. And Jared Leto was all it, in the video as the Joker. Oh, it, it's cringy. Oh, cringy. Listen. You know, I have that soundtrack, and the only song I listen to on it is Sucker from Pain. Uh, Sucker for Pain. Really? Yeah, and that's only because it has X Ambassadors, Ty Dolla Sign, Logic, and I can't remember who else at the moment. Um, I think Imagine Dragons. Oh, dang, that's a dang, that's a I'm about to check that song out. That must be nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's oh I'm sorry, Lil Wayne, Wiz Khalifa, Imagine Dragons, Logic, and Ty Dolla Sign. And X Ambassadors. That sounds pretty nuts. I'm gonna check that out. Can't believe you never heard about Sucker for Pain. I don't I didn't like the movie, so I didn't go for the soundtrack. Okay, anyways. Um, now the next thing they're adding in is more um, Joe Magnanello, Magnanello's Magnanello. Thank you, Destro. Well, I'm I surprised you just to say all seed from Team. I mean, not Team Wolf, True Blood. I know the guy's name mostly. I'm just <laughs> stumbling <laughs> on his last name a little bit. Anyways, yeah, his Destro is so spot cool. on and so awesome. cool. Yes, I can't wait to see it. Like yo. If you remember, obviously you do because you love the series, but uh, Uh, yeah, I just remember Deathstroke's costume from the Arrowverse. It wasn't bad for TV, but that's what you get when you have TV budget. No, no, no. The issue is Manu Bennett is so freaking huge. That guy is like, I don't know. The the costume looked a little chintzy, but they did their best. It looked like Deathstroke at the very least. But yo, yo. At the end of Batman v Superman, Deathstroke. Came, oh my God! Ooh, it looks Justice so League? good. Yeah, just, no, that was just that was a that, that was, was Justice League. That was Justice League. You're yes, right. Yes, because they broke Lex out of jail. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. So in the Justice League, yo, 
he looks so goddamn good. Oh my god, it was dude, it was so breathtaking. And, and I don't know what version of Deathstroke suit you're looking at, uh, from Arrow, because you might have been looking at the wintergreen suit and not Slade, uh, not Manu Bennett's uh actual suit. Let me look up this because I, I know it looked like I know it looked whack. I remember it looking kind of whack. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, I mean, it, okay, look, it doesn't look terrible, but it looks like cosplay, bro. I guess it looks like cosplay. Now, if you type in Joe uh, Magnello, I got it, Magnello's no uh, Deathstroke. It looks so goddamn sexy. Want to try man. again? No. <laughs> All right, I do not want to try again. Okay. But yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Oh my god, it looks so goddamn it, it's good. Still, it's still so funny. The mask is so good. Well, you got a billion dollar, well, a couple million dollar budget, so yeah. Uh, the, yeah, it looks so goddamn good. But they Anyways. still couldn't get Ezra Ella, I almost said Ezra Ella, Ezra Miller's flash right. Connected. That was a design choice. That wasn't because of budget. It they was decided a to make it look that way. design choice. Yeah, it looks like it's being held together by fishing wire. I mean, I don't want to say fishing wire. Maybe a little more like ten, high tension cable. But in real life, it looks like fishing wire. But it's still kind of hard to believe that Joe Maganello was once upon a time. Flash Thompson. And what? Spider-Man. Which one? Tobey Maguire. That was him? Yes. Did I just blow your mind with some old news? Uh, yes, you did. I'm like, I never put them in that movie. Yes, that was him. Yeah, Good old Joe Maganello. Married to Sophia, uh, Sophia Vergara. Vergara. Vagara or Vagara? Vagara. Vagara? Yes. I mean, that's just a sexy couple right there. And the words of... Oh, he's 43, so yeah, I can see him in that movie. Yeah. And the words of Leonard Hofstetter, I mean, they're both kind of old right now, but their babies will be smart and beautiful. Yes. Okay. And powerful. And, And just... And just what? Powerful. Oh. All right, so a bit of news that's probably going to piss you off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ryan Wilder, you know, the new Batwoman. Mm-hmm. She will make her appearance in Batgirl issue 50, the final issue of the series. I saw that, and um, yeah, and she had a little, and her character isn't Batwoman, in case you guys are wondering. She's just a, a homeless um, person who has an issue with the city's uh, uh, politician and what they're doing with the neighborhood. That's all her character did. I don't know why she's even there to begin with. That could that character could have been named anything. To be honest. Well, they tend to do that. DC tends to do that with sometimes. Sometimes did they say she was homeless? Yeah, she's living in a van. I mean, oh. she said her home. Her van. Her home is a van. So, I guess she's not homeless. I mean, that kind of is homeless. But yeah, living in a van down by the river. Is that from a movie? Are you serious? It's from SNL. Do you have any idea how many freaking episodes of SNL there are? It's an iconic skit. Oh, I don't. Chris re- Farley. I don't remember it, dude. I watch SNL like. All right, well. Every week. Speaking of which, Bill Burr killed it two weeks ago. 
but yeah so issue 50 will be out this wednesday if you guys want to buy that because i'm pretty it might be a collector's item i mean it's a issue 50 of a series and it um it's the first appearance of a character so you never know go for yeah. it all right that's all the news i had about that so what do you got Oh, oh, well, okay, I can throw in this other bit of comic book news. So the comic book that we keep wanting but keeps getting delayed, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. All oh. right. So this is the first time I have ever seen this before in my life. And I have been buying comic books since like 2001. So this book, how many variant covers do you think it has? 12. No. You want to guess again? Higher or lower? Higher. I, I was I was overshooting it. Um 15? 71. Variant covers? Variant covers, yes. Why would you do that to your to your publication? Well, your, see, um, this is the thing subscribers. though. It's like so, no, no, listen. Okay, so the way they're doing this is there is the traditional cover A. A R I cover cover R I A. Uh, that's retailers incentive for you people who don't know what R I stands for. There's a R I B cover, which is drawn by my favorite teenage mutant ninja turtle artist Mateus Santa uh, Santa Luca, who actually met and signed my copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan, which was the only reason why I bought the game, which is now gone. But all the other um, and there's a second print variant a convention exclusive and a thank you variant and everything else after that is retailers uh incentives so like various comic book stores like l race comics collectors cave so on and so forth uh oh taste doesn't have one that sucks oh, uh, taste have, i guess taste, I taste has a power rangers variant i got it they do yes the megazord crashes through tates that's actually pretty cool yeah i'll actually uh send you a picture of it uh later on but yeah so most of the variants are retailer and sense of variants so you can actually go either like newsarama or just google teenage mutant ninja turtles last ronin variants and you can look at all those because they literally have all 71 covers up on newsarama and a lot of these are cool so i might snag a few to turn into wallpapers for my phone and ipad yeah all right okay. so what do you got uh, okay, um, this is something I thought was really interesting, and I'm excited to see how this is going to go down. What you got? So Scarlett Johansson's everyone's favorite celebrity crush. Um, she is. She? she basically got casted in the role of Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, I saw that. And, That's um, nuts, right? Yeah. I was like, who's gonna be Frankenstein, though? Uh, well, the Bride of Frankenstein is a standalone movie in itself, so. They uh, and mind you, you mean Frankenstein's monster or the Doctor of Frankenstein? Both. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't. I'm not familiar with the um with the uh, directors, uh, Sebastian uh, Lalo, Lelio. Never heard. Lelio. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that. I'm probably butchering. Just butcher names today, huh? I know. I got it. I'm just tongue tied, and not in a good way. I'm Googling him right now to see what he looks like. Oh, not what he looks like, but what, he, uh, what he's done. His work. Yes, what you meant work. to say? Yes, I did meant to say that. Uh, let's see what he's done. Oh, he's actually done a lot of my favorite movies. Uh, <laughs> see how it worked out. Yeah, he's done Disobedience. I love that movie. Um, 
a Fantastic Woman, Gloria. I've seen a lot. Yeah, I've seen a lot of his films. He's actually. I think he's. This is gonna be good because he he's actually really good at um directing women and whatnot and screen and screenwriting. Yeah. So I'm actually excited about this. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Susan. He uh, yeah, he did the screenplay and directed Disobedience. Wow. And um, a Fantastic Woman. He did you do screenplay for that or no? Yeah, he wrote for a Fantastic Woman also. Yo, this guy knows his way around directing women. I'm excited for this film now. Scarlett Johansson's only 35. Yeah, she's our age. Well, she's slightly older. Slight man, she's slight. I'm about. To, I was gonna say something very disrespectful. Yeah, to don't do that, Miss Johansson. And I, I, I think you're a national treasure. And uh, you're you're a great great actress actor. You sure she's an American citizen? Because you said that about Rick Moranis, and I had to burst your bubble until you he's, he's Canadian. But you should be a national she, treasure. She, yeah, to Canada. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, she she was born in Manhattan, so I'll let you get that one. Let me get it. I'm taking it. How about that? Okay, whatever. Hey, what, what's your thoughts on that? Are you excited? I gotta, I gotta see a trailer to get excited. Are you excited about the prospect, at least? Yeah, I'm excited about the prospect, but I need to see it before I get my hopes up completely, you know. But uh, I just want to throw a quick sh- uh, happy birthday to Amelia Clark. Oh yeah, yeah. Today, everyone's is- favorite uh, Game of Thrones actor, I guess. Yeah. Horrible Sarah Connor, but you know, live and learn. It wasn't her fault. I never said it was her fault. That whole movie was horrible. Yeah, turned 34 today. But a bit of news that I have. I just had it and I lost it. Oh, John Boyega. Yeah. So he said that if Finn is, you know, going to be part of Colin Trevorrow's Duel of the Fate TV series, he will return. And that is the only way he will do it. He said, Colin Trevorrow is going to tell a story, was going to tell a story of Finn's heroism. That would have been dope, hands down. And Finn deserves more. So if that series would have happened, he definitely would have joined it. And would you have watched it? Did they, did they, uh, he did a lot in that series. And what, Duel of the Fates? No, in Star Wars as a whole, Finn oh, was an Finn. important character. Yeah, but he did deserve more. I felt like what more could they have given him? I don't know. A little bit more screen time or something. He got a lot of screen time. Not in the last one. It just felt like Finn didn't get that much screen time. No one got it. was all about Ray. Exactly. Ray is Ray that what everyone's problem is? She I'm sorry, but she's the she's the uh the star of the franchise. I mean Luke got a lot of screen time. He definitely got more than um than Leia and Han. I'd say his was about even with Leia. Han definitely ain't getting no screen time. <laughs> got some in the first movie, a little two-minute clip in the in the last movie, and that was it. Oh, wasn't he filming like something at the same time? He was filming uh uh one of the Indiana Jones, wasn't he? I don't even think he's in the next Indiana Jones. No, I mean, uh, Hans, uh, Harrison Ford at the time of, of Empire Strikes Back, didn't he? Uh, or uh, Oh, you're talking about as a whole. I thought you were just talking about in the most recent trilogy. 
No, yeah, I'm saying like is. Oh, then yeah, then yeah. I thought you were just talking about and. I explained to the screen absence. Yeah. Anyways, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah. Anyways, I don't know if I mean it, the issue with the the pre the the sequel series wasn't the lack of Finn. It was the lack of consistent tone. True. All right. The first one, not bad. Force Awakens, I had mostly no problem with that movie, regardless of how everyone thinks it's a copy of, of the first one. Whatever. I, I kind of was. Uh, but Ray yeah. Johnson's Last Jedi. I liked ooh, it. That movie was so goddamn good. Oh my god. And then they then they didn't stick to their guns. Always stick to your guns. I don't care if you piss everybody off. You, would you, if, you, if you believe in your art, keep going through that tunnel and hope there's a light at the end. All right, yeah, do not turn around. And that's what they did. They turned around and they got stuck in hell. Yeah. And a little bit more Star Wars news. So Ewan McGregor did some costume tests on the set of The Mandalorian. He said, Nice. I walked on set and it was a big moment. There were my beige cloaks and my belts and boots. And it was like, oh my God, it was my old costume. So he he had his little nostalgia moment. Well, the nostalgia is fine if it involves you. You all right? I'm fine. <laughs> I just hate nostalgia. <laughs> well, no, I heard a thud in the background. So. I dropped the drink. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. What do you got? Uh, hang on. Let, let me lose my train of thought. Um, I had something. Oh, Hideo Kojima is working on a new game. As long as it's not another Death Stranding, I'm... Why are you hating on Death Stranding? What was the point of that game? I haven't yet to play it, so I can't give my two cents on it, but I really want to. What was the point of the game? Give me the plot right now. I I can't. I haven't played it yet. I'm trying (laughs) to. Exactly. No one knows what the hell it's about. Even people who are playing the game. Just walking around with fetuses and... Listen, I I hear it's more about feelings and connection than anything else. So maybe it's not maybe it's not, not important that it makes sense. Maybe important it just makes you feel. Ugh. You know. Anyways, I like I'm excited for his next. I mean, literally, he been okay in the best sense of the term. He's been out of pocket lately. Yo, Sony gave him all the money and all the freedom, and he gave us Death Stranding, and it was we were like, huh? So what is he gonna give us next? That's what I'm worried about, or not worried. Uh, excited and, and, and um, I'm and, a little worried. Trepidation. Let's say that. Because, um, because I still. I do. I mean, Seriously. I mean, I know he finished the game, but Konami kicked him off of it. I still haven't beat Metal Gear 5. I think I'm just done with Metal Gear as a whole. Just I, I, I'm starting to realize after trying to read X Men Dawn of X and House of X, I hate nonlinear storytelling. How's that got to do with it? Because it I'm takes sorry, place in sure like the eighties. I'm not sure I understand that. Because Metal Gear Solid Five takes place in like the eighties. Oh. The whole Metal Gear Solid, the whole Metal Gear timeline is just wonky. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think I'm done with that. But so they gave him more money to make another game. Is well, what they, you're they gave him a crap ton of money to make uh, Death Stranding, and that game sold well, uh, really well actually. So they're gonna give him more money. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens when you make a good game. Speaking of games, just a little small bit of news. If you have an Xbox One and you would like to get the Marvel's Avengers Earth's Mightiest Edition, it is on sale for $142.21. So 29% that's on sale? Off. 
the yeah, the Earth's Mightiest Edition, the one I got with the Iron Man blueprints, the Captain America statue, Hulk bobblehead, and so on and so forth. It's just twenty nine percent off, but still, it's better than nothing. So, something that is ending, but not necessarily ending, the Fast and Furious franchise. It will um says it's going to end after two more films, so they're going to do uh 10 and 11 and justice lynn um, justin lynn is going to direct those you know the guy who directed tokyo drift four five six and i think seven he might not have done seven but i know he did uh tokyo drift to six so yeah he will direct those last two and they still are going to do spinoffs so we will get another hobbs and shaw and who knows tyree's Tyrese might get his own film, and maybe Ludacris will get his own film. But do they need their own film? I would like to see a Roman and um, Tej film. They don't okay, necessarily, it, yeah, together. I mean, yeah, sure, together, yes, but individually, I don't think Tyrese can hold a film on his own. No, I don't think so either. Heck, yeah, forget, yeah, Roman is too unlikable of a character. He 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 works better when he has someone to um to delude him to play off. Oh, yeah. Furthermore, um, I, I dare say that uh, Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson couldn't hold the film. You didn't like Hobbs and Shaw? No. It, 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 it. I like Hobbs and Shaw. I actually just bought it on Blu-ray. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no. But there is one thing I hope, I just hope they don't, I mean, I already know what's going to happen. It's the freaking Fast and Furious franchise. I was going to say, I hope they don't go overboard with like stunts or whatever, or, you know, jumping the shark, like how they're doing in, in eight where. They already jumped the shark. They they drove a, a car out of a skyscraper in Dubai yeah. and, and, and drove it into another skyscraper. They've already jumped the shark. Uh, yeah. Dom stomped the ground and cracked a, a parking garage. So look, it's like sometimes when you hit the streets, the streets hit back. Come on. Which one was that? That was that was a uh, seven. Seven, yeah. I gotta rewatch those. I gotta get them back from Brenda. But yeah, so yeah, and all of a sudden he has a has a brother, and is a geometry major because he somehow figured out how to slingshot a car from a broken bridge to the other side of a freaking island. Was that you or me? Say what now? I heard a car horn go off. That was probably you. Oh, well, what do you got? Is my turn again? Yeah, brought up Fast and Furious. Uh, Holly seems fair, but all right, hang on. <laughs> Just saying. Well, I ain't got nothing right now. I'm going to find something. Okay. Well, well, people, it's been a very slow week as far as gaming and media goes. Oh, here's one for you. Willow is getting a series that's heading to Disney Plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Warwick Davis is coming back. How old is Warwick Davis, for goodness sake? Here is my, once again, nostalgia. Do we need, I'm glad the guy still is, is, is looked favorably upon. I'm glad that people like him and he's getting work, but do we need to see him? 50. I mean, yes, it's not too old. And it's not like he did much in the first one, anyways. But yeah, so it's headed to Disney Plus. John M. Chu is going to be directing, and Ron Howard is returning as the EP. And production will start next year. 
I don't know a damn thing about Willow. It's one of those films from the 80s I didn't see. Go ahead, chew me out. Go. Let's watch the goddamn film. Why? It's the 80s. Watch the goddamn film. Oh, good grief. What do you got? Because I can throw in a small bit of news while you're still looking. I got the shooting schedule for Black Adam and Shazam Fury of the Gods. So Black Adam will start filming in the spring of next year. And Shazam 2 is supposed to start filming early next year. So let's hope we get those movies very soon because I want to know what's going on with everything. I mean, yeah, I, I'm curious to see how that's going to go down, honestly. That's, uh, huh, okay. I mean, I didn't think we actually be getting, filming already. I thought they got delayed like, to, to like uh, 2022. What, Shazam? Yeah. Nah. BC, Warner Brothers kind of need to push some stuff out or at least start getting it done. Especially since, you know, Wonder Woman got pushed back like two years. Oh, okay. And yesterday, Grand Theft Auto 3 turned 19 years old. Good God, we are old. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay. So, DJ, you still owe me a memory card, you bastard. Oh, right. Well, um, it was, he copied my Grand Theft Auto 3 data and I never got it back. Hashtag DJ sucks. Anyways, um, yeah, so we have Empire um, release of... Uh, oh, I thought you were talking about Empire. I was going to say that show ended. And yeah, Empire released a uh, cover of all the Suicide Squad cast members in their costume. And I guess I am... I guess uh, I, I, I appreciate the effort in the costume. They, they're colorful. They're mostly accurate. But um, I don't. I, I need to see this movie. If they can fix what they, I, I'm actually I'm very, very uh, sure they're not going to fix um, the last movie. Well, you can't fix it. It's not a reboot. So this is just a continuation. Hence the reason why. Jai Courtney's in it, Joe Kinnaman, and so on and so forth. Yeah, uh, no. Okay, here's here's why I'm so angry about uh, Will Smith's uh, dead shot. All right, in addition to being colorblind casting, which you know I have an opinion about that. Shout out to them for, I'm sorry, shout out to them for making Peter Capaldi look exactly like the thinker does in the comics uh, around the New 52 version. Yeah. All right. Now, colorblind casting, which who, yeah, okay, anyways, who, anyways, so anyways, so I digress. So they, they 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 caused all this crazy controversy, people jumped on both sides of the argument, and blah blah blah. End of the day, they didn't even get them back for the goddamn sequel. Stop casting Will Smith in superhero properties. You need him back for a sequel, he's not gonna come back, he's too expensive. Or maybe he just had a conflicting schedule. He's too expensive, he's too busy. The point is, get someone who don't got nothing going on and who's uh and who, who who's relatively inexpensive to to knock down for a full uh multi film um contract. True. All right. Now, now blood sports uh, uh edges Elba's blood sport. I mean, I there there have been different ones, so you know. That, that works. I, I'm glad they finally get started casting the characters correctly. Yeah, same. 
you know? So the first blood sport was obviously black. Second one was um was, was not. So that's fine. I don't care. All right. They got, but yeah, they got, it was scheduling conflict. So there's that. What's, what is he doing now that that's better than uh um um that's better than uh Suicide Squad two? I don't know. I will look up his filmography. Just keep talking so there's no dead air. I mean, oh, so anyway, I'm gonna read off some of the um. Now, some of these characters, they actually, here's what they should have did in the first one. See, actually, I'm getting kind of excited for this because they're Possibly correcting- King Richard. Okay, they're, correct, they're, they're correcting their early mistakes. Now, I think they should have did this in the first go. They got some deep cut characters. I mean, Ratcatcher? I mean, okay. Javelin? Who? Weasel? You know, it's like- Polka okay. Dot Man? Yeah, exactly, Polka Dot Man. Um, uh, okay. Cat the Boomerang, great. Um, and uh, Joe Kinnaman is a, a Rick, Rick Flag. Flag which, ba- he's back. Yeah, he's black. Which he he looks he's back. Yeah, what I say? Black. No, he's not black. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said he's black. Also, uh, Harley's costume looks on point. You know, so that's good. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, so actually. Uh, so Saria, who's what's up with this uh character? I actually don't even remember this one. Who that now? So Saria, I'm saying this correctly. So Soria, I don't even uh, I don't even see that character. I mean, I don't see that. I'm on the Wikipedia page. I'm trying to find the comic book counterpart for her. Let's find out and see what this. Because actually, I'm trying to blink on this character's uh background so let's see if there's an actual thing about it is she uh oh so sorry i never heard of her and alice braga sounds familiar what was she in she was in oh she's on queen of the south oh she yeah, was a legend yeah the, the the actress we see her around but i'm trying to think of um the actual um character uh looks like a brand new character i think she is which is but yeah so you know how that goes so she will eventually I'm like, what is there a reason to bring in a, a completely original character why hey i mean you get credit so who knows but, but yeah, I mean, he's a brand new character. Warner, Brothers, Warner Brothers already owns this property. There's no reason to, to shoehorn in a new character. You have so many Suicide Squad members to pull from. Why not grab any of those? Uh, you know how James Gunn is. Sometimes, you know, you just go with it. I, I'm not sure. Anyway, um, yeah, Pete Davidson as Blackguard. What do you think of that? I like Pete Davidson. I've been rocking with Pete Davidson since the guy code days of MTV. As Blackguard? I don't really remember Blackguard that much. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure Pete Pete will do a good job. I mean, he's a D-list villain, so it's like no one cares what he does. But yeah. And the costume, it looks good enough. I just know Blackguard was part of the 100. The, the series? No, for the gang, the 100. Oh. You know, they were kind of introduced on Black Lightning. Oh, is that what Black Guy's from? Yes. Oh. But yeah. The 1,000. It's the 1,000 in the 100. Okay, then. But yeah. 
So Suicide um, Squad will be out, I believe, next year. We will be yes. checking that out. I suppose. But yeah, Ooh. it was the 10 to 100 into 1,000. Uh. All right. My turn, right? Did you see that Netflix is going to try to uh, push for a posthumous uh, Academy Award for Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? Um, I did not see that. Yeah, so they're going to try to do that. I'm just talking to feeling dead air, but a bit of news that did come out, uh, got two bits of MCU news. Why do I always have the damn MCU news? So Marvel is looking for writers of Blade. So if you guys, you know, write, you know, write a script. Hang on. If, All you, right. if you can actually write a script, if you went to school for this, don't just be out there, you know, being a freelance writer and trying to do this. But yeah, so they are looking for writers. And the other bit of news is that, yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier will bring back early MCU characters. So I want to know who they're going to bring back. Early MCU characters? Yeah. Who can they bring back? I mean, our, we already they know. They use everybody. Well, they don't necessarily have to be powered. So we know that Shannon, uh, I almost said Shannon Sharp. Uh, Shannon Carter is going to be. A football this, player? Yes, retired football player. Now does sports commentating. What is that in the background? Um, it must be uh, it's probably some background music. Anyways, um, going back to what you said about Blade, I want to know what kind of Blade they're going to bring to the table. Well, I don't want to rehash the nineties Blade. MCU, so it won't be rated R, but I'm pretty sure they'll try to get it as close as they can. Well, I want no. Here's the thing. I I'm still mad want... that they got Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Why are you mad about that? Old. He is up there. He's not the. He's not a spring in chicken. His 40s. No. But if they can lock him in for a long role, that is fine. Because you know how people are about recasting. I don't care about recasting. He people almost care about recasting. Listen, he's, he's aging older well. than Robert Downey Jr. When Robert Downey Jr. got hired for Iron Man, he's aging well. That's fine. Look, we know okay. black don't crack. That ain't the point. The point of are you going to be able to keep up with all this footwork and whatnot? Hopefully, they can. Listen, look, Keanu Reeves can do a something Mahershala, Mahershala, all right? Keanu Listen. Reeves has consistently stayed in shape. Keanu Reeves well, also does yoga. And you don't think he does? I don't know. I've seen Mahershala Ali with his shirt off in Moonlight. He was not in shape. Listen, listen. Get the, get a guy a chance. That's not the problem I have with this this um, a prospect. No one has accurately depicted vampires in the Marvel Universe in a film. All right, they are—they're almost night and day different from what we've seen so far. Blade did a terrible job of doing it. Okay, first one still holds up though. The first one holds up because it's just a good movie. First the one second, holds up. Second one is kind of all right because again, and the third one is a goddamn abortion. Yeah. Well, we don't we don't use the a word on the podcast, man. The point is, it's it's, it's a bad scene. All right, okay. It's like it, it shouldn't have been made. And you should have got rid of the suit. Triple H should have, I mean, not Triple H. Triple H should have stuck to WWE films. Oh, I forgot him. <laughs> How do you forget Triple H was in that? Parker Posey was in it. <laughs> so was Ryan Reynolds. Anyways. Um, you just going to name off the whole cast? You forgot Jessica Biel? I did not. Chris Christopherson. Look, the point is. No, Maria was in the second one. He was, he was in the second and the first one. Look, the point is, all right. When you have a group of people 
that have a secret society that, that branches uh, thousands of years upon thousands of years that has amassed all this power, okay? You shouldn't let them get kung fu by a bunch of humans with base level of martial arts skills. I'm sorry. If they're that easy to beat up, why are they a problem? Oh, God, I forgot Dominic Purcell played Dracula. Oh, yeah. That was Good crazy. old heat wave. Isn't that? No. Whoa, what? Oh, my God. Whoa. Yeah, that was him. Did you just? It? Yes. Yeah. The guy from Prison that. Break. Yeah. Oh, my God. I totally didn't think. I totally didn't connect that actor. And so yeah, was Patton right. Oswalt. No, I know Patton Oswalt. Also, uh, also uh, uh, Natasha. Uh, Nat uh, Natasha Leon. Yeah, yeah she was the blind was lady. Yeah, she yeah that, that that was a weird, a very weird. Uh, Told you she did her. stuff after American Pie. No, we, I know she did. She did. And it was weird for her. And she black. talked about it. Anyways, I digress. All right, if you can walk in there and kick him to death, what's the point of of, of them being scary? Just say, yo, this is a vampire. Look, he just he just disintegrated. There's a whole secret organization. Um, let's go get some guns and take care of him, and then it'll be. They'd be I don't wiped think out. you can kick them to death. Yeah, they did in that movie. Jessica <laughs> Biel was running around kung fu and all the vampires, and she's a superhero. Cause she does Tabo or something. Uh, I'm saying Tabo. when you nerf, when you when you make a character, when you make a bunch of people weaker to make your weaker characters better, you make everyone weak. It's yeah. like it's like it's like when Superman. Got, remember when Spider Man got a whole new role gallery after one more day? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, what's that lady? That girl's name? Eight Ball. Screwball. Screwball. Screwball was giving him problems. He could not catch this girl for three issues. Why couldn't he catch her? I don't know. I think Bob Gale might have wrote that one. Five, yeah, shout out to stupid. Bob Gale. That girl had no powers. Okay, none. All right, she had roller skates or something like that, and she had parkour. She she was she was running circles around Spider Man. Why give him better? If you don't give him a good new role gallery, give him a better superpower role gallery. I'm not saying you can't somewhat get power Spider Man with um uh, issues without powers, but the guy has a very very strong power set. All right, so treat him with respect and give him a better villain. You know what? I am still mad to this day that the new Vulture got murked by the Punisher. Well, the Punisher, if he planned it, he can murk a lot of people. No, he literally shot him in the face and Dan Slott created a screwball. Shout out to Dan Slott. Uh, I'm going to reach out to him and see if we can do an interview or something. I'm going to ask about that. All right, yo. So yeah, I'm gonna reach out to him and see if we can interview him one of these days or something. Yo, so I digress. The the so the, when the, in the Marvel universe, mind you, I watched the movie before I read anything about the um, the vampires in the Marvel universe. You have these insanely strong. Like, I mean, Dracula in the Marvel universe is a goddamn monster, literally uh, and figuratively. Like, nah, not anymore, dude. You need to read Avengers. Oh, what happened to him? Uh, he's basically frail and weak and trying to regain his power. Oh, okay. Something happened recently. Well, when they when the X Men brought him back, he was a force to be reckoned with. All I right, you're gonna bring that up. When when the hope when the hope was jump, jump, jumping around their territory and they didn't want no smoke, they still gave him they still gave him a fight. Yo, this wasn't regular um, hope. This was fear itself. Hope with a hammer and a goddamn uh, uh, an Asgardian weapon, basically. And Asgardian him. This was souped up um, Hulk, and they and they they actually held the line and and, and slowed him down. And, and I think diverted his path. All right, this is, these are vampires in the Marvel universe. These guys are serious, and they and they let them look like chumps in the movie. Yeah, I'm just saying it's like Nova Corp all over again. Core Nova Corp all over again. Well, they got wiped out by the annihilation wave, I believe. 
Yeah, but no, they they have helmets that give them flight and energy um, 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 projections. Uh, yeah, projections. So it's like now, granted, I don't think all of them have that ability, but a lot of them do. Actually, some Nova Corps members are pretty weak, actually. Yeah. Robbie's brother became a talent. Really? Yep. That's why you need to read um other books outside of team books. I'll take an advisement. Yeah. All right. So did you want to talk about the connection? I'll be bringing back the early characters uh, of the MCU. Otherwise, we can just call it a wrap. It's been about an hour. What was that? You broke up a little bit. I said, do you want to talk about who they, uh, who Falcon and the Winter Soldier could possibly bring back as I mean, far as early characters? Speculating. It's not really anything we can yeah. know about that. Yeah, I mean, I still want to know who they're going to bring back because the anticipation is yeah. crazy. All right, man, let's talk about this Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft Country season finale. What were your thoughts on it? Because I was like, Wow. Okay, so I was really a, pretty much dumbfounded. All right, so yo, spoiler yeah, alert. Spoiler alert. One. All right, if you haven't watched it, don't that's on listen you. to this. Yeah, that's on you. So listen, all right, yo, I liked almost everything about it, but there were some some motivations that confused me. Like Ruby's character. The entire series, the entire season, it was building up to her not giving a a, a flying uh, rat's ass about her sister because of the relationship they had. Yeah. It's like the girl. The girl Very always uses relationship. Her. Yeah, the girl always uses her. Like she never, she's always asking for favors and whatnot. Even when she was doing something nice for her, it was like something nice for her and not for it was, it was, it was nice an ulterior motive, basically. Right. It was always some ulterior motive. She's always had some ulterior. She never wanted to just help us as a help us. And, just, and Ruby's always helped this girl out, right? Okay. So she's like, nah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be about me now. Screw family. Makes sense, right? And then she runs into William, who we later find out is Christina, and they had this very weird but interesting dynamic that obviously culminated in them having a very rom a romantic um, a relationship. Okay, hi. Now, here's the problem I'm, I'm having with it. Why did Ruby betray Christina? I get Christina's reaction to betrayal was made sense, but Ruby betraying her in the first place when the girl was giving her everything she ever wanted. And, and, and mind you, before you discount Christina's uh, uh, feelings for Ruby, no, they were real. She did the whole thing to, to um, remember the episode with the, the Emmett Till episode. Yes. Yeah, she did that thing where she jumped. She she threw herself in the river to get where she was coming from. She did that for Ruby. Also, if you remember the uh, the car the car wreck in the last episode. The car wreck. Yeah, remember they wrecked the they, they wrecked the car. Like Christina. Oh yeah, when, when Christina flew out the windshield. Yeah. Yeah, she immediately got back and said, "Ruby, are you okay?" This girl flew through a windshield. Was like, "Oh, oh what's going on? Is Ruby okay?" I'm like, yo, so clearly well, she cared I think about it's because Christina had a invulnerability spell on herself from the previous yeah, episode. Yeah, she did, but that's not the but point. But Ruby ain't got no spells or nothing. She does, exactly, and she immediately was a, a worried about her, okay? Yeah. The point is, her affections and... and I'm and, just uh, saying, what if she put that same spell on Ruby? Would she have still felt that same way? Oh, it wouldn't have been, there wouldn't have been a reason to. You just said that she got feelings for her, so if she had feelings for her... I, Oh, 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 well, magic has a cost and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. The reason why they don't just cast spells with Nilly. Listen, so I don't know why Ruby betrayed Christina for her sister when her sister and her weren't on good terms. And it would, it would admit the death of Christina 
over Tick. She doesn't care about Tick, and she damn sure wasn't cool with her sister. And she could easily bargain with Christina and say, hey, listen, do what you want with Tick. Just let my sister live. Why would you no. betray her? Well, didn't she say that? Other than she did say that. Has it. Yeah, but, she said she said, I don't care about Atticus. Just don't hurt Letty. Right. And she said that. And well, why'd you betray her then? The girl wasn't she was not gonna hurt Letty at all. She was she she up, up until this point, she's never lied to Ruby. She's never dishonest with the girl. I don't understand the betrayal. That that character right. mind you, Ruby had a great character arc too. I don't understand why she made that decision at the end. Because just like you quoted Vin Diesel earlier, and now I gotta quote him. You can't turn your back on family. Man, don't give me that. You turn your back on family all the time when they're toxic. And that's what the relationship was. It was toxic. I thought you were talking about me. I was gonna say, yeah, that's true. No, I'm I'm saying you, yeah. Oh, you're talking about me actually, yes. Yes, yeah, exactly. Cause when your family suck, you turn your back on them. I, I don't talk to them motherfuckers. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, yo, I mean, if I was in your space, I would do the same thing. So what I'm saying is you weren't in a good position with your sister. She wanted you to, to say, hey, could you help us and do this and betray the only person you ever loved? I'm like, what? Why would you ask for that? Because once again, family is complicated for some people. Yeah, I guess it is, but I think it was dumb that she betrayed Christina for her, um, for um, Tick. Not, not Letty, because Letty technically wasn't really in danger. It was just, yo, she, her man was about to die. And baby daddy. Baby daddy. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything that really like pissed me off about the finale. Just I love that it. thing. Other than that, I, everything that was great. What about D? Let's talk about D. D went for Edward Elric, son. Yo, I'm like, does this girl have a <laughs> I saw I saw you like I saw you like the meme, man. Lovecraft Country spoils with no context. <laughs> it was nuts. Also, Freaking Tick gave her the dog. I'm like, The vampire, man. Yeah, man. It it, it looks dope. So now she has a robotic arm and a crazy demon dog that lives under the ground. Yeah. And she knows the future because she was reading the book. That was nuts. Oh, also, um, I forgot her name, but um, Jamie Chung's character came back. Yeah, Gina. Yeah, Gina. Yeah, yeah. She came back. And uh, that was cool. Okay. That was one of the things that I was like, yo, Tick, that was effed up. The lady came all this way to help you and you and you lashed out at her and that was messed because, up. Because so- you know how he felt about Liddy. I mean, I can understand where he's coming from, from, you know, from from that kind of, from that perspective of, you know, I'm about to get personal again on the podcast. Um, I actually had a, sim- a similar situation like that happen with Jessica. Uh, and Brenda was staying at my house for like a week because like her AC was getting repaired or something like that. So her and her daughter were at my house and me and Jessica, we went to go see D-Ray Davis and Jessica, I mean, Brenda's daughter, you know, got used to meet me at home at a certain time. So she kept blowing my phone up. And um, so basically it just became like one of those situations where we went back to my house and Jessica and Brenda kind of butted heads and Jessica was like, uh, excuse me, you know, Bernard's with me. It's my time now. And Brenda's daughter was asleep at the moment. So Brenda basically turned into, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but one of the dudes from the Temptations movie, like, ain't nobody care about Bernard. My daughter was calling him. But it was it was a, it was some, you know, animosity. And I kind of had to try to diffuse it and deflect. Yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, he did fess up that you know he did feel something for her. Yeah, that felt yeah, that was good. I'm glad she uh they were able to resolve their issues and and okay, another thing that hit you right in the feels was the road trip scene. Yes. And to find out that that wasn't that, real because Christina oh man, that real. pissed me off, man. How I'm, like, that, I'm like, dang, Christina, that's cold. I'm like, and, and, I and like, the only reason why I was messed up because it shouldn't have happened because once again, I'm gonna go back to my other issue why of why that had a problem, but we already hit that point. Anyways, yeah, so it's like the, everyone was do freaking um, uh, well, I can't remember this guy's name, the dad. Um, Montrose. 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 It's a very hard name to remember. Yeah, Montrose was singing. Uh, freaking Hippolyta was was by the way Hippolyta. Oh my God, Hippolyta! Whoa, did you see her kicking ass? Yeah. Yo, baby girl came back with the Amazon. Really, you, you with the baby girl again? I, I, yeah, I, I, I said it. Okay. All right. You know they said the older the berry, the sweeter the juice. It's the black of the berry. You know we're not quoting Friday right now. <laughs> Anyways, all right. I'm gonna go ahead and apologize for that comment. That wasn't very cash money. But uh, <laughs> did you? Wow. Okay. But yeah, that was um. Yeah, it, that was pretty cool. That them kicking ass. Yeah, I can't wait for season two. If we get a season two, where are they gonna go from here? White people don't have magic. Um. Yeah, white people don't have magic, and the racist cop much... died. So he died, right? Yeah. yeah uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Christina killed hard. him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, technically, technically they killed him because they sick the dog on him. Oh yeah, that's right. But yeah, he died. Oh yeah, outside of the um, yeah, uh, um, 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 Chase dog killed him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it did get greenlit for a season two. So we just nice. got to see what Misha Green, Jordan Peele, and J.J. Abrams are gonna do. Because like I said before, the book is a compilation of short stories. Oh, is it now? Yeah, and I'm more than likely going to buy the book on Amazon. And yeah, we definitely got to see where they go from there because I think the book is just a one shot, so there's no sequels or follow up books or anything like that. But hell of an awesome season finale! Is Tick dead? I'm pretty sure he is because he was very non responsive. Oh, yo, he's dead. She you saw how she cut his arm, he ain't got no blood left in him. Yeah, like uh, when I saw that, like I grabbed both my own wrists, I was like, oof. It's chilly in here. But yeah, so if you guys have HBO Max or HBO, you can just watch Lovecraft Country on demand anytime. So go ahead and check it out. Very yeah. good show. Starring Journey Smollett, Jonathan Majors, Anjanie Phillips, Courtney B. Vance, Wumi Mos- Mosaku, Abby Lee, Jamie Chung, Michael K. Williams, and Jada Harris. So yeah, check that out. And if we did spoil it for you, we said spoiler alert, so you ain't got nobody to blame but yourself. True. Facts. Yeah. So like I said, once again, check it out. But I think we're going to call it a wrap. It's been about an hour. It's actually been a little bit over an hour after editing. We'll probably be down to an hour. But anyway, guys, this is Bernard. And this is Samir. And that was another episode of the Angry Blurs podcast. Be sure yes. to what? No, go ahead. I said, yeah, go. I was agreeing oh, with you. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, like, share, and look, somebody need to take this game already so I can give away the other ones. <laughs> All right. 
Samir, you got any, any final th- words? Uh, no, join us next time. Same Blur channel, same Blur network. Oh, he's saying it again. Give him a round of applause. All right, I, I say it when I want to say it. I don't like being put on demand like that. I, I'm just saying, I ain't no trained monkey. I think that might be the name of the episode. I ain't no trained monkey. All right, guys, be easy. Peace. I torture you. Take my hand through the flames. I torture you. I'm a slave to you.